This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, MidwayUSA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to the Foul Front Outdoors Tales and Tips segment, where we bring to light the heart of hunting through shared experiences and lessons learned. By talking with real hunters, both new and old, to preserve and share part of this passion that we hold dear, not only to entertain, but also to educate. So listen up, because this is Tales and Tips, and you're on the foul front. Today, I'm not going to be doing any listener stories. I've only got uh, one new one, and that's from my buddy Kevin, who I'm going to have him come on next week. But anyways, this is my last recording until uh, we have our kid. And so the wife just popped out. She went to go run some errands, and I found myself with I could either watch YouTube videos or I could record a Tales and Tips session. And today I kind of wanted to do um, two stories uh, that really popped out on my list of stories that I have. And these are tagged. If you tagged them, they would be under negative user experience. Um, essentially two instances where I encountered, um, some negative type feelings or people, um, or just like two generally kind of negative experiences. One is a little bit more than the other, but it's important, I think, because a lot of new waterfowlers, if you haven't even been out on a hunt yet, you could definitely run into a couple of these uh, circumstances. And I think it's important to inoculate yourself or just be aware that these situations actually do occur. 
So the first one, I want to go – I'll just go straight into it. So I had had a buddy that I took out during September teal season this last year, and he loved it. Um, so we decided to take out another friend um, on the opening day of duck season. Well, Oklahoma has two zones. Well, it has three zones, I believe, yeah. Um, and the first zone, the northern zone, obviously opens up before the southern zone does. And so we decided, hey, for the zone one opener, let's travel up to a, a good spot and make a, like a weekend trip out of it and try to get some ducks before season comes in for us down here in the southern zone. So we did some digital scouting, made some decisions, and finally ended up choosing this place called um, Drummond Flats. And Drummond Flats is a, um, I believe, Ducks Unlimited managed uh, waterfowl management area. And it was pretty cool. It's got these like circular ponds and then some of these bigger um, reservoir kind of looking things. But the whole thing, it's, uh, I mean, it's a really nice place. And everything online said it was, um, you know, a good hunting spot and whatnot. And so we decided, Hey, that's our place. So we rented a hotel room that was in the town right next to it. I think Enid, Oklahoma is what it was. And we went out and uh, right after work, we drove up on Friday night, got out there just with enough daylight time to get out there and find a uh, scout a spot out and figured it out. Okay, we we picked one of the smaller spots thinking, you know, hey, we'll avoid some uh, competition or some, you know, um, yeah. yeah. Anyways, so we, we picked one of the smaller spots that was a little – it was probably the furthest hike in. So anyways, we head back to the hotel. We go get dinner and uh, kind of, you know, swapping stories and getting the, the new guy ready. Um, Wilson for his first uh, duck hunt and just kind of talking over the game plan. So I think we woke up at 2 a.m. Uh, the next morning and made the 30-minute drive to the to the uh, to the parking lot. And lo and behold, obviously there's somebody that came the night before and was camping in their truck. They had a whole uh, uh, trailer and whatnot, and so we we pull up. And, uh, you know, I knock on one of the dude's trucks and he said, Hey, what's up? And I said, Hey, we're, um, you know, you're kind of blocking the, the spot to back the truck up into. He's like, Oh yeah. You just, you know, basically bullied me into parking out on the, the gravel road. I thought, yeah, whatever. It's just an extra 30 yards. Not a, not a big deal. Like whatever, if that's how he wants to be. So we're getting all of our stuff packed up onto our back, and this guy comes up to us. I, I should say this kid. Uh, I think they were college kids from Stillwater or something like that. But uh, he comes up, and I mean the entrance to this area. This this area is big enough, I would say, to hold how oh, five different hunting parties with if you're utilizing, you know, the four hundred yard rule and long story short this 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 kid he comes up and you know me and my two buddies um 
we're loading our stuff up and he, he, we just start, you know, talking and he's making it sound like he's got the whole area, uh, locked down him and his group of five or whatever. And I, I was just kind of avoiding it saying, well, yeah, that's, that's fine. You know, you already got me parking on the, the gravel road. I'm, we're heading into this spot. It's a, you know, it's about a 40 minute walk for us. So we better get going. And he said, well, you know, where are you hunting at? And so we start, uh, deconflicting and he goes, Oh, Hey, that's really close to where we're going to be hunting. Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, Hey man, you know, it's, you know, it's public land. We're going to make the walk in there. We, you know, we drove all night at a hotel room. Like technically this area says no camping. So, um, Anyways, I'm not saying any of this. This is just going on in the back of my mind, and I'm thinking, great. My two buddies, this is the first time, like, some of their first hunting experiences, and this guy is going to be a total jerk and ruin, like, the the whole trip in. Well, if you knew these two guys I'm going out with, they're not exactly – they're not sheep. I'll say that. So they're kind of looking at me. That it looks like, the, you know, they're ready to, like, kind of not throw it down with this guy, but they're definitely ready to um, amplify the situation as it were, um, if necessary. And, uh, the guy ends up saying to me, um, I said, well, we're going here. This is where we're going to be hunting. And this is where we'll be taking our shots. Like, and you can clearly see, you know, you don't own this property. And just because you parked in front of the, the gate first with your big trailer doesn't mean it's yours. And I said, we're going to be hunting right here. Everything's going to be fine. Like if you guys are hunting over there, that's 400 yards. And plus we're, we're hiking in right now and (laughs) we're going to go get set up. And he says, all right, well, you better just be careful because my, you know, if I get any shot on me, you steal shot on me, my nine mil shoots a whole lot faster back. And I just, I set my decoy bag down and I said, yeah, that kind of talk is absolutely unnecessary and doesn't do anything for anybody out here. Um, nevertheless, I don't know if you're allowed to even carry um, a 9 mil toxic shot sidearm with you on this property. I don't know the state regulations and rules. Um, I doubt you have a concealed. And I said, we are going to be going hunting. None of that talk is necessary. And I hope you guys have a, have a good day. Uh, here's my phone number if uh, if you need to get a hold of me for an emergency situation. Anyways, the kid looked very – not taken aback, but just looked like a total tool in front of him and all of his friends. So we're walking walking down the, the road, and I hear someone run up behind me, and it was this other kid, and he was just super nice. Dude, I'm so sorry for my, my friend that was like – he's just super strung up, and he's just a – I said, well, you know, you got to be careful who you're talking to in the middle of the night and talking about, you know, pulling your sidearm out on people. You don't know how people are, one, going to react, or two, you don't know who those people are. You know, for all he knew, we could have been three sheriff's deputies or, uh, you know, something of a similar nature. And I just wanted to extract and tell you this. You're going to have people that are going to try to boss you around um, or tell you the way it is. Um, if it's public land, they don't they don't own that property. Uh, no one can tell you how to hunt that property. Um, 
And just because someone's sitting there parked and they haven't gotten out of their truck, I mean, you walk up to them and tell them, hey, I'm ready to, like, leave. I'm heading in. Like, I know you parked and got here early. Like, we can either – and like I said before, I think I've always said this. Um, if you're – you never know who you're going to meet out there. You never know who could be a new hunting partner, a new a new friend, you know. I encourage you to seek other people out when you get there and say, hey, instead of, you know, fighting each other within a quarter mile, half mile of each other, why don't we just team up, make a bigger spread and uh, get on these ducks and have some fun? But if that's not the case, uh, you know, just tell them where you're going. If they're going to that same spot, try to be courteous and, you know, whoever's ready first is ready. And sitting in your truck at the boat launch doesn't make you the first person to that spot. Um, now, obviously be respectful and whatnot. And if anybody tries to escalate a situation, there's no need. Um, especially if, you know, you got new hunters or kids, you know, they don't need to be, you know, there's a whole heck of a lot less of, hunters than there are people that are non-hunters and we're a lot more akin to each other um than you'd think so uh i won't, i don't want to name drop anybody but um if you were at drumming flats on the season one opener of the 2017-2018 oklahoma season one opener drumming flats and you had a white trailer, and you remember this experience. I, you know, I hope you hear this, <laughs> and I hope you have changed your ways a little bit. And I hope that you look back at that uh, situation and wish it could have gone, you know, a, a different route or manner. And I hope you've never done that again. Um, yeah, so... Moving on, that's that's the kind of things that we don't need out there, um, and you shouldn't behave like that either. Um, if somebody pulls up, you know, within you know three hundred or four hundred yards of you, um, yeah, pull them in, or you know, don't work against each other. But uh, that being said, uh, don't be passive. You don't have to. You don't have to be passive. Um, you can stand your ground. Just know that you know. You don't know who that person is out there. They could be an awesome dude that is going to be an awesome person to hunt with, or they could be a total jerk um, that you maybe should just, you know, maybe call the authorities if, if things, you know, start getting to that point. Uh, if, if anybody ever threatens to throw, you know, utilize their sidearm against you, probably an okay situation in which to call the authorities. So, yeah. All right. Now we're going to transition into a – it's still a negative experience, but it is quite funny. So me, my buddy Billy, and my buddy Russ, and I believe my friend Dave, um, we all decided to go hit the big lake up north in New Mexico. And we'd been sitting there all morning, you know, just taking our, our pot shots. We – we were just we were actually waiting on big ducks because um, I think we had close to a two man limit already of teal 
And so I think we were waiting on big ducks to come. But anyways, there was this boat that had been cruising in and out of the little coves there and uh, had actually drawn their their guns up on us um, completely unethical, you know, driving around in your boat um, to to shoot at ducks while on the move. And uh, I think we had actually reported them the weekend before. But anyways, uh, they did it to us again. And um, so we called the authorities again. And then we heard this boat coming up and in and out of these coves. And uh, this airboat whips into our cove. And my buddy Russ just stands up and gives him two two birds that weren't ducks um, and hollers at them. And, uh, <laughs> of course, uh, they turn broadside on us. And I see DNR on the side of it. So they come tearing in and um, we felt pretty stupid because we had just flipped off the game wardens and the department of natural resources guys. And they thought it was pretty funny. But after we explained, uh, yeah, we, we'd been having, you know, these guys <laughs> buzz our, our hunting spots, you know, the last two weekends. And they said, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually spoke to you on the phone and, Oh yeah, it was just crap. <laughs> so they checked all of our licenses and you know, they did the whole the whole rundown on us, rightfully so. But um an interesting thing segue into next not next week's um podcast episode, but I think the weekend after that we're doing regulations and bird identification stuff to keep you out of trouble. But one little tidbit to note is that most states don't care if you've just bought your license um, and then didn't print it out. And it's just, you know, sitting off in the digital world or in your email inbox. Most game wardens don't uh, care about that. They care whether or not you've got that thing printed out and signed to which my buddy Billy found out. Uh, not the hard way, um, but I think they wrote him a ticket and said that they would tear it up if when we got back to the truck, he showed him the license that was in the truck, um, which he did because we called him and then he swung by and checked all of our stuff again. And I don't remember if he wrote him a ticket and then tore it up or if he just didn't just got his information and was going to ticket him if he didn't. But, uh, yeah, another thing to, to be said is, is like really watch your conduct out there. You never know who's out there. It could be good dudes. It could be bad dudes. could be, um, you know, <laughs> could be not who you think it is. So, all right. And then no matter what happens, if you have a negative experience, that's not the end all be all. Um, I know my least favorite, the only time I've ever really thought like, man, this sucks. Like, what am I doing? Was, oh, sorry about that. That's not you. That was me. I forgot to turn my sounds off on my computer. I think the only time I've really had bad time duck hunting was I forgot to check the particular, um, hours of shooting for this WMA 
And I ran out there after work, super excited. Still during teal season, so I was like really like amped up. And I said, "Oh, I'm gonna like I got out early. I'm gonna go shoot." And then, so I'm out there, and I don't hear like anybody else. And I mean, obviously, like I was probably the only one out there, anyways. But uh, I started doubting myself and saying, "Oh crap, maybe you can't hunt in here after 1300." And I couldn't get reception out there enough to pull up the regulation um, to check it out. And then, so the whole time I'm sitting there doubting myself, whether, wondering whether or not I had done something, if I was doing something illegal, um, feeling ashamed that I didn't know or look it up. And I ended up just packing it in and getting back into town and pulling it up. Turns out I was fine. You can hunt there all day, any day, you know, every day, as long as it's in duck season. But it was just one of those things where nobody likes to be breaking the law or being potentially getting in trouble. You know, that's not why we're out there. You know, we're out there to hunt ducks within the, you know, and have a good time. And, you know, so it's never, it's never fun to be in the wrong. So always be educated and just always, you know, make sure you review your rules. If you hunt in multiple states, if you live on a state line, have a little cheat sheet for, okay, hey, I'm hunting Texas today. All right. This is Texas's legal shooting time. This is Texas's, you know, limits and license, to, you know, um, this is this and this. Oh, now I'm, sh- I'm, okay, I'm hunting in New Mexico today. You know, blah, blah, blah. Other tidbit, if you don't know this, you can't shoot six ducks in Texas and then that same afternoon go out and hunt another six ducks just for your situational awareness. Okay. Well, almost at 20 minutes on a dot. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fowl Front Waterfowl Podcast. Please come join us on our Facebook group, the Fowl Front Waterfowl Podcast group, where you can connect with a good group of hunters because we're all in this together. We need to act like it so that hopefully our great, great grandkids will be hunting ducks over our favorite public lands. Uh, We also ask that you go ahead and give us a written review on iTunes and give us five stars if you think we deserve it. And we really do want to hear back from you uh, so that we can give you the best possible content. If you get in on that Facebook group, you can get in there and you can ask questions and you can tell us what you want to hear next or you can tell us uh, what you don't like. And we'll be sure to tailor things to our listeners. So, all right. Stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. Hey, you ever been sitting in front of your TV just wondering why you can't catch the latest episode of The Foul Front right there in your living room so you can press all your guests and family with your fine taste and podcast listening? Me neither. But hey, as a part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective, you can now find The Foul Front and some other great podcasts on your Apple TV, your Roku, your Amazon Fire Stick, Smart TV, even your gaming console just by downloading the Waypoint app. And heck, while you're there, they got over 2,500 hunting and fishing shows on demand. Go download the Waypoint app today. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. 
Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app.